So let's start digging down on what this means when Jesus said, follow me. What would this have meant to Peter and Andrew, these ordinary guys that Jesus called out to? So following Jesus means, number one, following Jesus means Jesus leads always. Jesus leads always. Now let me put it in other words, in biblical words even. He's our Lord. He's our leader. He's our master. He's the master of our lives. In today's language, we would say things like, he's our boss, he's our coach, he's our CEO, he's the one that calls the shots. So obviously we understand when Jesus said, follow me, he's the one in charge. He's the one at the head. And so there's a couple things to realize with this. I think it, it goes without saying, but we're just gonna say it. We aren't the leader. I mean, when he says, follow me, we aren't the leader. The interesting thing in this whole story is that Peter and Andrew were self-employed. They did call their own shots. They were their own boss. And so when Jesus came along and said, I want you to follow me, that was the end of their self-rule. They were placing themselves squarely under the leadership of another person for their whole lives. Another thought of this whole thing about we aren't our own leader, <clears throat> religion isn't the leader. If Jesus leads and it's always we aren't the leader and religion isn't the leader, there's a number of thoughts that are out there. I just want to clear up some language that we hear from people. Sometimes people will say, you know, what's, what's the position of the church? Or what does the pastor say about this? Or you know what the Sunday school teacher says? Or you know what they always told me in Bible college? And I just want to clear up the language on this. People that follow Jesus, if he's the boss and he's the master and he's the leader, what he says goes, you know, the church is not the boss. The pastor is not the master. The Sunday school teacher is not the ultimate leader. Bible college is not the CEO and the one who calls the shots. Ultimately, the one that we all follow is Jesus Christ. It's his words that matter. It's his life that we pattern after. And even the apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. Now there's a verse in John chapter 12, verse 26. I'm going to read it for you. It says, whoever serves me, these are the words of Jesus, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now those are big words. Those are strict servant master terms. And these guys, Peter and Andrew, understood that they weren't just tacking Jesus or tacking religion onto the end of their lives. It wasn't that they had their real life and then their spiritual life, or their real life and then their church life. It's not like they merely added an extra routine like you know yoga or Pilates onto their lives to enhance what they were doing. Following Jesus meant that they were giving Jesus the lead of their life. It's not a co-lead, it's not a shared responsibility. Following Jesus meant to them that Jesus leads, and here's the big word, always.
always. Here's number two. Following Jesus means, not only does Jesus lead always, following Jesus means Jesus changes my mind and my life. Jesus changes my mind and my life. Following Jesus is not just a mental exercise. It's not merely just having right theology or hearing the right Bible lesson for the day, or knowing the right Bible facts. I read a quote here that I think illuminates this whole idea about Jesus changes my mind and my life, and it's how Peter and Andrew would have understood Jesus' call to follow me. Now listen to this quote. This is revolutionizing. It says, In the ancient world, a disciple is a follower or adherent of a teacher. It is not the same as being a student in the modern sense. A disciple in the ancient biblical world actively imitated both the life and teaching of the master. It was a deliberate apprenticeship which made the fully formed disciple a living copy of the master. What a quote that was. It was a deliberate apprenticeship which made the fully formed disciple a living copy of the master. I just want you to think about this. You can go to church and not be a follower of Christ. You can know all the right Bible answers and not be a follower of Christ. You can even be in a position of service and do a lot of good things and not be truly following Christ. Because following Jesus the way that Jesus expressed it and Peter and Andrew understood it wasn't just a call to a mental understanding. It wasn't just a call to be a student like we understand it in today's school culture. It was much more than that. It was a call to be an apprentice where your whole life becomes a carbon copy of the master. You know, when I was a kid, I learned a song that was about a Bible story. It was based upon Matthew chapter 7, and it started in verse 24. I'm just going to read this section of scripture. It's really interesting if you hear this, and if you grew up in some uh, Sunday school or and you heard this song, I'm sure it's going to ring out in your mind. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice It's like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So there's two guys in this whole story. I'm not going to sing the song for you this morning. But basically, the wise man, as the song goes, built his house upon the rock. And building your house upon the rock isn't merely, according to Jesus' words, hearing his words, but hearing his words and doing them. Then it mentions the foolish man 
the man who built his house on sand, that guy heard the words of Jesus. Just like the wise man, they both heard the words of Jesus. The difference between the two, the wise man also did them. The foolish man heard the words but didn't do them. So the second guy in the parable heard the message. He went to church. He probably could answer right on the test. He was a student. But this is the difference between being a student and being a follower. Both people could look the same until the storms of life came, like relational issues or financial issues, or like maybe a, I don't know, maybe a worldwide pandemic. You know, when something like that comes, and that's what exposes the difference in our lives if we are maybe churchgoers or if we're genuine followers of Jesus Christ. That's when we know if this thing just entered into our ears or if it has filled our lives. And Jesus wasn't calling out for students. Hey, I just want some students that I could maybe teach some things to in today's sense of the word student. He was calling out for apprenticeships or followers, those who are willing to have their lives be formed into a living copy patterned after the master. Being a follower meant that Jesus changes my mind and he changes my life, both of them together. Now here's the third thing I want to give you about what a follower of Jesus means. What a follower of Jesus means. Following Jesus means Jesus wants us to follow 24-7 in the real world. 24-7 in the real world. We mentioned a little bit about this last week. This isn't the last time you're going to hear it either. Because this is core to what we're talking about. The call of Jesus for Peter and Andrew to follow him was not just while they were with him. It was a life commitment. And it's the heart of our series. It's about real life disciple making. And I'm just going to give you these verses. These are the words of Jesus himself. This is what he was calling his followers to. It wasn't just to church. It wasn't just to a building. It wasn't just to programs. He was calling people to imitate his life out there in the real world all the time. Listen to these words of his. Matthew 5, 13. He says, you are the salt of the earth. Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Then the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Do it out there. And in 1 Peter 2.12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Can we just really get down deep on this? This following Jesus is to happen in the real world. That's where it has effect on others. You know, the ground zero of following Jesus is not in church. It's not in this building 
at East Bay Calvary. It's in your home. Ground zero following Jesus is in your home with your spouse. It's in your home with your kids. And I know some people are saying, hey, do we get an exception with a quarantine? You know, so I did a study on that. I did a biblical study if we get an exception with a quarantine, and, and the answer to that is no, you don't. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is the storms beating down on that house to find out if it's on sand or if it's on rock. Do we understand and do the words of Jesus or do we just hear them? Following Jesus happens in the real world. Following Jesus is your life and spirit in the community, at work, at the store, at the game, with your neighbor, in your Facebook posts. It's mirroring the life of Jesus to everyone around you. And man, it would be a whole lot easier if it were just at church. But it's not. It's in the real world. It's every day. It's everywhere. It's all the time to everyone. And I, I want to take us to a point where we really make a decision on this. You know, when I was a kid, when I was at camp, we used to sit around a fire and we would, we would talk about things like this. I remember at camp even, um, when we would make a decision, we would take a stick and we would throw it in the fire and make a decision for Jesus. I remember sometimes personally sitting around a fire and uh, there's just something about looking in a fire that makes you, um, makes you think, contemplate, maybe even think about bigger decisions in life. There's no bigger decision than the one I want you to think about today, this morning. And that is the decision to really follow Jesus. You know, it's not a big decision to think about going to church. That's an easy one. Yeah, I could go to church sometime. It's not a big decision about maybe learning some new information about God or the Bible. That's not a big decision. But I want you to think about the biggest decision of all, and that's following Jesus. And if you've never made that decision, I want you to think about that decision right now. And if you have made that decision in your life, I want you to reconsider and concentrate on the seriousness of that decision right now. And here's a few different things about where it all starts. So where the whole decision to follow Jesus starts, following Jesus begins at the cross. It begins at the cross. Now, some people try to get to Jesus on their own terms, or they think that maybe they can follow Jesus by their church attendance, or maybe by doing certain religious rites, or maybe by doing certain good deeds, and they can forge their own path to God. You know, I can find my own way to God. Some people think there's many different paths to get to God. And, and here's the reality, if you're gonna follow Jesus, we need to be on his path, not find our own paths or many different paths. And I wanna tell you, following Jesus begins at the path of the cross. In John 14, six, Jesus said it in his own words. He said, I'm the way, the truth, 
and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. Jesus Christ himself at the cross bore the penalty for your sin and for mine. And there is no good work, there is no religious rite, there is no deed, there is no ceremony or church attendance, folks. There is no other path that we can get to to have our sins forgiven and to have a right relationship with God except the path that he forged at the cross where he died for our sin. And I just want to tell you, following Jesus begins at the cross. And if you've never, ever taken the opportunity to truly believe that, to believe that Jesus died for you, that you're a sinner, that he died on the cross for you, it starts today. And you need to understand, believe, and embrace all of that today. Following Jesus begins at the cross. And if you believe that, and if you believe that today, if that came to you today, would you connect with us, even on the connection card, and say, you know what, this impressed me today. I believed that today. We would love to be able to talk to you about that and even connect with you with additional materials that can help you continue in your walk with following Jesus Christ. But it starts at the cross. Here's number two for following Jesus. It begins at the cross, and here's number two for following Jesus. We all need to fire our old boss. And you know who that is? It's you. We need to fire our old boss, and that's you. It's me. We will be the ones that get in our way of following Jesus. And I know it. I know it for myself. I'm the one that clogs up the pipe and gets in the path of following Jesus. I like to make my own decisions. I like to rule myself. I want to go my own way and follow my own heart. And I need to fire that old stinking boss of me. And I'm just telling you, if you really want to follow Jesus, you're going to have to fire that same boss of yourself. Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, He said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself, take up their cross daily, and follow me. We need to fire our old boss of self. And if you're anything like me, that old boss is going to show up tomorrow trying to get his job back. You're going to have to fire him again. And he's going to have to show up the next day trying to get his job back, and you're going to have to have security waiting. Every day, that stinking boss is going to show up, and we're going to have to say, sorry, uh, that position has been filled by another person who is way more qualified to make the right decisions in my life. And that person's name is Jesus Christ. I'm following Jesus. He's going to make the right decisions for me. I'm going to follow him and pattern my life after Jesus. Enough with me. We need to let that guy go. We need to let the boss of ourself go. So it begins at the cross. Fire our old boss, which is ourself. And then here's number three. And I want you to think about this. Let's follow together. 
Let's follow together. Jesus didn't call just one disciple. He called a group. And they followed him together. And we would do well to follow together, to embrace one another on this journey of following him together. And I want you to consider embracing your small group a little bit tighter. If you're in a small group, um, don't, don't give up meeting. Make sure you're connected. Do everything you can to connect with those people and to encourage each other even more to keep following after Jesus, to keep taking the steps every day to pattern our lives, our marriages, our parenting, being an employee and a citizen, and having our life and character all to be resembling Jesus Christ as much as we can. Embrace your group. Be a great group member. And if you're not in a small group, man, you're missing out. You need to connect. And so I would encourage you to get into a group. And that's another thing. Get a hold of that connection card. You'll see it right there, the link on our website or right there on Facebook. Click on that link and say, I would like to be involved in a small group so we can all follow Jesus together. It's a group of about eight to 10 people where we all encourage one another to keep taking steps in our journey of following Jesus. There's no reason to follow him without each other. And I also want you to remember, tomorrow starts our new week of our Bible reading series. You're going to see it right here on Facebook or on our website. Make sure that you watch for those. And every day, Monday through Friday, let's keep up on reading through this special series where we're going to understand every day a little bit more from each Bible reading of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you know what? We're all ordinary people living everyday life for real life disciple making. Let's do this together. God bless you.